Johnson out there. Um, keys just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, and see if good things will happen for us. Yo, we're back. Just dishing at 107. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We and Derek are covering it today. Tudor prior obligation. Sweet Billy Boy is off on a golf course somewhere. He's being paid to be there. What I just want that. I want that out there. What a, he's, what a he's not voluntarily missing. What a life. Yeah, I know, right? Guy's a beauty. Um, he's got some. He's got a couple tournaments coming up, I believe. Though we'll we'll get him. We'll let him talk about it. But we're always pulling for Billy Boy. He's the man. Thanks for joining us, as always, everybody. I know it's been a little bit here. Been a couple weeks since the last episode. We are really trying, especially in the off season here. We're really trying to dial in on getting good guests. Um, we want quality over quantity. You that's know? right. That's right. The chicklets can do it. Why can't we? That's what we always say. Yeah. Um, Boys were just out in Arizona on a little work trip too, so yeah, things things have been chaotic. Um, and when we do, when we are doing this, like I said, especially off season, since that's where we're at right now, we want to make sure we're giving you a great show. Um, and that's not going to stop right now because we got a really awesome guest. We have been lining this one up for weeks. We are very excited to bring on Joe Fornasier. Fornasier. <laughs> God, I knew You're I was going to do it. I knew I was yeah, going to do it. I shouldn't have asked you in the beginning. I should have just taken a run and then had you just rake me on the stream <laughs> for getting it wrong. That would have been way better. <laughs> I appreciate you making the time, Joe. It's such an honor to talk to you. We've been talking about this for weeks. Um, Luca could not tee it up quick enough when we interviewed him that we should talk to you. So we're glad we were finally able to make it happen. No, that's awesome, man. I'm super excited to be here. Happy Luca vouched for me. Never yeah, really right. doesn't give me any ice time or anything, but at least he'll oh, get me in the podcast. Oh, no, we're two oh, minutes man. and we're starting beef on the ice time. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Joe, like I said, it's such a pleasure to uh, finally get you on here. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to begin, I guess. Um, let's first talk about um, one thing I was curious as we were signing on. Um, are you in off season right now? Yeah. I'm in the off season right now, but I got training camp in uh, six weeks, so oh, just kind nice. of dialing in for that. That's awesome. What kind of what kind of working out are you doing for? Is it pretty standard? Just you know, yeah, you know doing standard. the weights, nothing crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing, nothing insane. Usually on the ice like four times a week, and then in nice. the gym six days a week. Um, and I have a personal trainer who kind of helps me go through everything. You know, again, being visually impaired, it's like. It's a little bit difficult working out sometimes, like on your own, but right. um, my gym's a walk away, so I've learned to adapt to the situation I'm in, and it's it's, it's been sweet. Yeah, um, obviously, touch on that, right? I don't know if you want to dive into your story as far as when you found out, how you found out, and every, all the twists and turns. I'm sure that was for being. Well, you know, by all accounts, you were a top player when you found out, like just to have your world rocked like that and just everything change in like the snap of the fingers, I think is one of the biggest pieces of this talking to you and hearing your perspective and your story and sharing that with people. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, again, <laughs> like I don't even know where to start. It's like <laughs> a long journey. Um, but I grew up in 
uh, Burlington, Ontario, and um, played hockey again since I was three years old out of my backyard rink playing every single day. Like just kind of fell in love with the sport as a lot of us have. And like I was loving it, uh, playing rep hockey. And um, at the age of 10, I was out of tryout. I started like missing passes and it's kind of weird. Started missing pylons, running into kids. And I was kind of like, just like a little bit freaked out. I was like, oh, maybe like I need to get a new stick. Like maybe my skates are super dull. Like I had no idea what was going on. And I ended up getting cut from the team. And once you're kind of in a system and on a team in hockey, it's like, especially like here in, like in Canada, it's like you're kind of locked in on the team for a while. So you have to kind of have a drastic change to, to get cut. So I knew that like, I knew something was going on. I just wasn't sure what it was. And that was at the end of August. I started noticing that. So September comes around and the first day of school, like I'm sitting in the class and I look at the board. I couldn't really read it at all. And I'm kind of freaking out. I'm like, I remember I'm sitting there and I'm all annoyed. I'm like, man, like I'm going to get chirped so much if I have to get glasses. Like, I hope I don't need to get glasses. Like wow. I'm, just, I'm just tweaking out. Like looking back. Yeah. Maybe it would be nice if I just had to get glasses, but <laughs> right. You know, I go to the eye doctor and uh, it was just in my one eye. I couldn't see anything dead on. Like I looked at the, at the uh, chart with the E on it and stuff. <clears throat> with my left eye, I could read everything, but with my right eye, I couldn't see the big E. And I'm kind of wow. like, just flipping through all the lenses, like the little, like when you're at the eye doctor, none of the lenses did anything. Like I just could never see the E, no matter how much zoom or no matter how much lenses there was. And I'm kind of like, like, well, at least I don't need glasses because those aren't working for me at all. All right. Like I had a brain tumor, I got an MRI. It wasn't a brain tumor. They could just test me for every little thing. Um, and during this time uh, where they're trying to diagnose me, it took around two months to diagnose me. I That little dot that was just kind of like in the center where that chart was just kept getting bigger and bigger, and it spread to the other eye. Um, and in that two months, I lost 96% of my vision um, with just left with a little bit of peripheral sight left um, and all central vision, reading gone, driving gone. And I guess it's kind of the worst part of it all for me at the time was the doctor sitting me down and telling me that, I was unable to play hockey and would never play again. And again, for someone where that's your whole world, you're hoping maybe one day to kind of take that next step, make that next level. It's like, that's kind of just was a huge hit for me. Um, but that's kind of how that all started. Yeah. I can't even imagine at 10 years old being told that, right? Like that's you, did you, do you, looking back, did you fully understand the scope of that? Like, did, do you think it set in right away when the doctor told you that? No, no, I don't think so. I think it, I honestly think it took me like a year. Like it took me like a year to like fully even grasp it. Um, but I was just, I don't know. At the time I was just like angry. Like I was angry yeah. just at like the world. I like my life. Like, you know, like why this just doesn't make any sense. Like I just didn't get it. Um, like why did that have to happen to me? There's like a thousand other kids I'm playing hockey with. None of them are blind. You know, it's just like, it was diff It was definitely difficult. Um, but yeah, no, it definitely took kind of like a little bit of time to, to sink in like again yeah it's just like your whole world changes in in two months like whatever like your career choice sports just reading in class like as much as hockey was was difficult to lose it was like just going to school and reading a piece of paper was no longer a thing that i could do reading a book doing a test on my own like just like little things and also getting picked on all the time like as a kid that's just different you know like that's like the number one target and it was kind of like i went from like the cool hockey player and then two months, you're like the, the weird blind guy, you know. So that was definitely difficult to kind of deal with. Yeah, was the was the teasing and stuff? Was that like did that 
start right away? Like, I, I you know what I mean? Because that's why I was, I want to ask is because you just said it like so quickly, you go from like the cool hockey guy, right? To you're this, this blind kid. It's just, it's such a drastic thing. Like, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, uncover some uncomfortable things. For no, you, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm an open book. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Like, how yeah, that so because all my buddies, they already kind of knew me, like elementary school. Yeah, like some of the older kids would kind of go up to me, like ask me how many fingers, like, like, oh, how many fingers am I holding up? Like, can you see this? Can you see that? Like, all these different questions. Like, oh. really, like it wasn't too bad in elementary school. But then when high school hit and it was like a whole new environment, that's like when it really got bad. And that's when it was like really getting to me, I guess. Because um, I don't know. I, I have like adapted with my vision that I can even like almost hide me being visually impaired. It's like I've learned to kind of like use the railing going down the stairs and kind of like guess where the steps are going to be. And like I'll always scope like if, before I went to high school, I checked out the whole school before. And so I, I kind of knew everything was just I couldn't read. I couldn't tell people's faces apart. Like I was just like I was trying to disguise it though. Like I, my mission going into high school is like I'm gonna go to high school and no one's gonna know I'm blind. Like even though it seems impossible because I've I'm nine like I have four percent of my vision left. Like that was what I wanted. And one of my teachers, we kind of we used to always have these arguments. It was almost like he didn't believe that I was blind. Like I would ask for extra time for different assignments and stuff. And two weeks into school, he. Uh, He's he's tells like I'm standing in the back of the class and he's like, Hey Joe, like can you stand up? I stand up in front of the class and he like puts a, an eye chart on the board and he's like, hey, what is it? Like, can you read any of these, Joe? Like, can you read any of these words? And I'm like, No, no, like I can't, Mr. F. Like his name is Mr. F. I'm like, no, I can't, Mr. F. And then he's like, Can you see how many fingers I'm holding up, Joe? I'm like, No, like I, I can't see at all. And then he's like, Can can you even tell like what I look like, Joe? Like, can you tell me like what my eye color is? And I'm like, No. And then he's like, well, everyone, like, this is Joe. He is 96% blind. Uh, he has no central vision. He pretty much just sees everything in, like, different shapes. And then he's like, okay, like, you can sit down now. And I remember, like, I sat down, like, literally just felt sick. Like, I just went to the bathroom, like, literally the rest of the class and just, like, cried there, man. Like, because right after that, it was, like, my whole high school experience changed. Like, in those first two weeks, people that were my friends never talked to me anymore. Like, they thought again. I was, like, weird. They would, like, pick on me, like, call me, like, Stevie Wonder and stuff. Like, it was, like... That moment was like pretty much what everything kind of was just downhill my my whole high school experience. And that was definitely like a tough time for me. Yeah. And, and I wanted to piggyback on that as crazy as that is, you know, just, you know, I've been lucky in my life so far with, you know, just I've been healthy and what I, like impairments of any kind. I, I've been pretty good. Um, so again, this is me just trying to get as best per I can your perspective, but that leans into me where I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. Where, what could I, what would I do to try to escape that? Or like, you know, get away from that frustration and that, you know, anger, you like, you just had your spot blown up by your teacher when you were clearly executing your plan pretty well for a couple weeks. Um, yeah, it was, it was like, bound to fail at some point, but you think, yeah. Right. But, yeah, but you're not expecting your teacher who you think, you know, could you could almost like confide in or like, yeah, yeah like exactly, he knows yeah. like this, like kind of secret. You mm -hmm. didn't think he would just out you, obviously, like that, which is, you know, that's even more tough. But yeah, yeah. well, I, I probably went about it the worst way, like possible. Like I literally didn't tell like my friend, like any of my, like, my buddies that didn't go to my high school. Like, I didn't tell my family, like I didn't tell anyone. I remember like probably like the worst it got was um 
Uh, so kind of like waiting for my mom to pick me up one day in this big atrium, like uh, at the front of my school, kind of like the lobby of my school, I guess. And this kid, he would always pick on me like every day. He was kind of like the worst guy to me. He like ran up to me. And if you come up to me straight on, like I'm not going to see you because I can't see straight ahead of me. He ran like straight at me and he kneed me like in the balls as hard as he could. Like just what like, yeah, man, yeah. kids yeah. are awful. Yeah, I remember I was just like laying on the ground, like in the atrium, and, like a bunch of kids are like standing over top of me and just like laughing at me. And I was just like, like literally like in like the worst pain ever. Like it was brutal. And I like limped over to the car. And my mom's like, oh, like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, like I just like stubbed my toe and like, I'm just, that's like why I'm limping. And I like, never talked about that like ever. And then I just kind of got home and like let that all kind of build up. And like, honestly, like, like that was like stuff that I had to deal with like after for like years and years. It took like kind of a long time to kind of bury that and like still definitely like dealing with things like that but like i would speak out you know like definitely speak out and uh, find an outlet as well and i guess kind of that'll maybe lead to my next point is like my outlet became like training and playing hockey um yeah. at a certain point in high school once i found out about blind hockey um but like find that outlet and um and, and talk to people like be open you know like as as, as hard as that is like i know it's not easy like but just talk to people yeah, yeah but like looking looking at that is like not I, I mean obviously like that's a tough and like a lot of you know negative way to go about it but like the positive side of that is there's a good way to spin it is that you learned that at such a young age that that's not the way to deal with that and like yeah. you could have been deal you know bottling that up for so many years and now you know it seems like you've got everything all figured out you know with your outlet and everything and it's like you're so many steps ahead of like, say someone who's older than you and still dealing with that, you know, like so many people yeah. take so many years to, you know, come up, you know, to get over such a traumatic, you know, life experience happening. And it seems like, you know, you, you had some tough times, but you kind of adapt and overcame and found that outlet. And here you are now doing even bigger things, talking about it in, you know, such a positive way and like teaching other people how to, you know, deal with things, you know, yeah just in their own way too for sure yeah exactly exactly that was exactly where i was leading to as well it's like you know take to like because obviously now you know your status with canadian blind hockey here um you obviously found a nice outlet you rediscovered an outlet almost and you know like so talk about that time like away from hockey and then like when you find blind hockey and just kind of immerse yourself into this because i got to imagine there was some hesitation at first right yeah no for sure like again so i i found out about blind hockey when i was 14 like i went 10 to 14 nothing like like that's like, couldn't crazy, even know anything man. about it like completely oh, quit like it was just like and it was honestly like a lonely time as well because all my hockey buddies are talking about like playing in different things and going to different tournaments and i'm always just kind of like sitting alone at home and it was like that was yeah, that's your like, community man that's exactly exactly that's... I completely lost that and that was some dark times for sure and i remember like my dad i was like sitting there i was 14 years old my dad he's like i see this try blind hockey youth session it was the first one ever like now there's all around the world there's there's youth blind hockey but it was there was no youth blind hockey and he's like the first one ever i just saw like this ad for it we should go down and you should try it out. And I like, I'm like, no, man, like I'm not, I'm not playing blind hockey. Like I played regular hockey. Like I played real hockey. Like I'm not playing stupid blind hockey with a bunch of like weirdos. Cause again, like I like was taught like that being blind equals weird, you know, even though yeah. like, like I just didn't even associate myself with that because like I knew that that's not what I was, but that's what people like 
thought of me and almost trained me to believe. So I'm like, no, man, like I'm not doing that. But mm-hmm. my dad, like, again, credits to him. And like, I'm like so appreciative that he kind of like forced me to go like pretty much like I was complaining the whole way, but he like made me go out there and like literally like pretty much right when I stepped on the ice, it was like, man, like I can actually play again. Like even like, like it was definitely like a learning curve and I hadn't skated for a long time, but like being able to just stick candle a puck, like the puck is massive. Like you guys have probably heard about it or seen it. It's like a huge. Oh yeah. Puck. Oh yeah. Luca sent one to us. Actually, we got one in the office now. That's sick. Yeah. So yeah. the first time I like stick handle that, it was like, oh my, like I can stick handle this and know where it is without like being completely lost. And like this is like unreal. Like this is crazy. And I'm like literally like honestly probably like after a couple like times with the youth players, I was like. This is like, like, this is like, this is it. Like, I was like right back in love, and oh, that's, that's so like awesome. How it's how it's been. So that was that was amazing. Like, again, I was definitely hesitant to kind of go up first, um, but again, that community is back. Like, I'm back into like that community, and I think it's like the blind hockey community is like something that is like one of a kind because we're all like going through the same thing. You know, it's like it's more than just hockey. It's like I thought I would never be able to get like a regular job or like have a family. But then I look like there's guys that are judges on the team. There's an engineer on the team and these guys have families and like actually just live regular lives. And that's something that I thought I could never do. So that's why it's like so much bigger than hockey kind of joining this community. Yeah. That's amazing. Cause as I was saying like, just, you know, traditional regular old ice hockey, right? Like that is a direct thing. Like no matter, it's almost no matter what our problems are, we can get away doing that where it's like the, the biggest one probably for you guys in your community, right. Is it's still there. It still affects how you participate and how you can play and, you know, do this outlet to get away from any, all these frustrations and the anger. Right. So that's, that's, that's wild. Um, so how is, is, as far, as far as, Self, right I, I think we kind of skipped over because i'm noticing this doug gilmore jersey you got behind you um and i noticed you wear 93 too is that, that obviously there's a connection there yeah so i guess this is actually a pretty crazy story um but so i when i grew up my dad had this doug gilmore jersey and again i was like three years old and i just like thought like my dad was doug gilmore because he had the jersey so i'd go to my daycare <laughs> and i'd say like oh yeah like like, yeah, like, my dad's Doug Gilmore. Like, I don't know if you guys have, like, have heard of him. Like, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's kind of, like, freaking out. Like, all the kids, like, told their parents. And their parents were like, I can't believe Doug Gilmore's kid, like, goes to my school. And the teacher ended up, like, telling my parents. And they were like, hey, like, my dad's like, hey, like, I'm not Doug Gilmore, right? And I was like, oh, like, <laughs> like I didn't even, really, like, know anything about him. Like, I'd never seen a highlight or anything. But, like, I would just, like, always, like, when I was playing alone, like, in my backyard, and I'd always, like, pretend like I was Doug Gilmore playing street hockey. Like, I'd always be Doug Gilmore just because of that jersey. Like, it was kind of, like, this just weird thing, and it was, I don't know, it was just kind of weird. Um, but then he ended up, Doug Gilmore himself, he ended up moving, like, super close beside me. Like, at this point, I was, in, like, I think I was, like, eight years old, um, and his daughter went to the same school as me, so I would see him at the bus stop, and I was like, man, like, this is insane. Like, Doug Gilmore's right there, like, like, I can't believe, like, I've been, like, hearing about this guy since I was three years old. And I ended up writing a speech on him, and I interviewed him for the speech, and I, like, won the speech competition for my whole school. So there's, like, this wow. kind of, like, whole thing that went full circle. And then um, once I lost my sight, he um, came and dropped the puck at, uh, like, my first ever national team game. 
And that was just wow. like, Hell yeah. an unreal moment. Like it all came full circle. So yeah, like I've always rocked 93. Uh, that's awesome. Him. He's been, that's he's been amazing. So yeah, that's kind of like just kind of like a super like weird story, but I don't know. It seems like it's meant to be. No, that's, hey, it that's, is. That's dude. awesome. That's, that's fun. The number ones are always interesting. Why why people wear certain numbers? It's a swaggy number too. Ninety three looks good in hockey. I don't care who. Yeah, you are. yeah. I think ninety three is disgusting. I think like not that many guys <laughs> wear it. Like I'm trying to think like only like Nuge. Like I'm trying to think other guys that wear it. Yeah, I don't think like, there's no. too many, honestly. Yeah, but. I feel like that's. I'm kind of. I'm kind of like that though. I like seeing like unique numbers. I draw the line with like goaltenders. Like when Stuart Skinner was nineteen, like that yeah. just bothered me. It, it bothered me to know him because it's not just like a regular player number. Like it's number 19 in hockey. That's like, that's a really good one. Sackick, <laughs> Iserman, like where, wherever yeah. you want to go. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the number stuff's interesting. And obviously it's a Leaf jersey. So the Sabres fans on the call being me and Derek, right. We're, we're always going to inquire here on, <laughs> on that. But would you, are you a Leafs fan? Yeah. 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 Unfortunately. yeah, yeah. No, hey, I mean, listen. I guess. It's not as bad as a Sabres fan, I guess. You get, hey, to, hey, you, get you get playoff hockey. Like, <laughs> I mean, we can make fun of each other all we want. You guys, you play in the playoffs. Yeah, it, you know, I mean, you I mean? guys are close. We're, you guys are. We're close. getting there. We're getting yeah. there. It's close. We're in this weird. I, I don't know. I won't speak for Derek, but I feel like we're in this weird phase now where it's like everybody's saying that again. Where it's like the Sabres are close. Like Eric Johnson just signed with us, and he said it. Like this team's right there, and we're starting to sweat again. We're like, oh, we were here before. <laughs> Oh yeah. no, we're getting yeah. we're starting to panic a little. But um actually yeah. a lot of my first hockey games that I went to, and that's kind of off track, but like again, being no, like fine. Like, the Toronto tickets are so expensive. Um, oh yeah. God. Honestly, it's like now when I go to hockey games, like I can't really like I don't I can't see anything. Like I'm just kind of there chilling, like just crushing brews, like just having a good time with the <laughs> enjoying the environment. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like it's just, it's like it's not the same though as actually like, when I used to be able to like watch. But the games that I, mm-hmm. the only games that I can remember actually like seeing was like Thomas Vanek Rangers and Ryan Miller, like or sorry, not Rangers, uh, Sabers, because I used to like yeah. Toronto tickets were so expensive that we would just drive down to Buffalo, and like those teams were pretty sick. Like those teams were they were interesting to watch. Oh yeah, uh, those yeah. were the glory sure. years. Those yeah, were the so those were our glory years that we've had more <laughs> underachieving, right? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully for both of our sakes, both fan bases will get something to celebrate, but. Who knows? It might be interesting. We'll be, probably be running into each other along the way. Um, yeah, the oh, way yeah. it's shaking out, right? So we'll see. Um, I know that's awesome. You've been to some games in Buffalo and everything. But um, I wanted to touch on, too, like um, this notion of, you know, not to rush through anything, but I want to make sure I hit some of the things that really intrigued me. Um, this why not me stuff. You know what I mean? That That's, that's oh, an sure. article. Yeah. Like, this article I read, um, what is the site? Hockey of Tomorrow. Um, it was such a great piece. And then, you know, just this why not me to just, it really stood out to, you know, for someone like me, where like, and even with the, you know, the Dishon and the Skins guys, like, we'll toss that around when we're like working on stuff. We say it amongst each other to like, you know, grow the businesses, be successful and everything. We'll say it about the Sabres when they're trying to make a playoff push again to fail us. Right. We, we toss that around, but you know, hearing you talk about it and you using that saying, like I wanted you to touch on a little bit of like what that is, what that means to you, how that came up. 
Yeah, for sure. That's kind of like my new like brand that I've been starting over the past year. Like, I definitely got to send you guys out some shirts and and some merch. You guys can rock it. But oh, uh, I would love it. Hundred percent. Yeah. It, it it all started um back like again first when I lost my sight and I was like just angry like all the time like why me like that was like what I would always say like why me like again yeah. for someone that's ten years old every single one of their buddies can see and every one of their buddies is playing hockey, reading like why me? How come this has to happen to me? And like, it's not like I was like that all the time, but it would like go through like really rough phases. Like I think it was like when people were different, hitting different milestones as well. Like when, when my buddies would go to a big tournament or when everyone was 16 and started driving, like that's like a time where like, I'm just sitting there again. Like why me, man? Like everyone's driving. Like I can't do this. Like people are like, I don't know, going again, going to a sports game and like having so much fun, going to the movies, like just different things that I can't do. And it's always like, man, like, why does this have to happen to me? Like, why does this have to happen to me? And that mindset almost kind of switched uh, when I started playing blind hockey and um, I figured out about the national team. Like I figured out about the Canadian national team. I remember I was there when they were announcing the team and I was driving home from, from this tournament with my dad and I was like, I want to be the youngest player to ever make that team. Like, I want to be the youngest player that ever made the national team. And he said, like, why not? And, like, when he said, why not, it was, like, that moment. Like, when I went home and was kind of by myself at night, like, fighting those demons, it wasn't, like, why me? It was, why not me? Like, why can't I be the youngest player to ever make this team? And that's, like, when that outlet almost started as well. Like, just grinding every single day to just get 1% better every day. But that mindset also shifted to, like, everything. Like, when I even just look at this, like, this business, like, like, why can't I do like this? Like, why can't I still get around without being able to see? Like, why can't I just keep walking? Like, why can't I walk to the gym? And like, I literally like I've applied that to every single aspect of my life. And it's like, when I look at something, it's never like, I can't, it's how can I? And there's pretty much every single thing. Like, I want to like end my life saying I've done every single thing that I could possibly do because I used to let not seeing hold me back. Like, I was just so scared all the time. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen is I guess like I fail or I don't know. I'll say I could get seriously injured, but like I, I, I fail, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, and I've literally just like tried every single, like possibly like the possible thing I could like blind sports blind. Like I, like this past weekend, I actually went wakeboarding and, and water skiing for the first time. And again, that was something that I was kind of like no, terrified yeah. to do, but it's like, there's, there's no reason why I can't do it. You know, like the only thing I really can't do is drive, but I hopefully like want to be able to like drive a car one day, even if it's just in an empty parking lot or something. And, Hopefully there'll be self-driving yeah. cars. Like I really think there's, if you have that right mindset and you're not kind of like so scared and you're always not making excuses for yourself, the skies are really the limit for like anything you can do. That's amazing, man. I, I will it's say, so inspiring to hear too. Sorry, Derek. No, no, Joe, I follow you on TikTok and uh, I mean, seeing you go rollerblading on there was, that was, I love that you just like took us along for the journey on that. And it was, but like, like you said, just trying everything. It's, awesome obviously yeah my parents aren't a huge fan of the uh the rollerblading because it's been some, <laughs> some close calls getting like just oh, absolutely man. smoked by cars um yeah. but I, again i just kind of like i literally just put my headphones on and like rip google maps and kind of just try to take side roads but but yeah no it is pretty i don't know the worst part about the rollerblading is like i can't see the terrain at all and like if it switches oh, from like yeah. pavement to yeah. like rocks or something oh, i probably shit. just want flying multiple multiple times but again you just yeah, get up you and can, keep going so. you can find yourself in deep water real quick oh, yeah. i bet on the rollerblades i oh, do yeah. it 
right? Like, yeah, just all of a sudden, someone just had their gravelry done in their driveway. You're just cruising along, looking, and then you're just, oh, oh boy, got a lot. Yeah. You, you do the little lockup. Um, that's a dude. This the wakeboarding though, and the water skiing. Which one did you like better? Because I love wakeboarding. Back home in you know the Rochester area, I grew up right on Lake Ontario, so I don't get to do it as much out here in Buffalo, unfortunately. Now that I'm older, but. I loved the water stuff. The wakeboarding yeah, I, is so I think chill. Wakeboarding was super sick. I will like again. This is my first time, so like just getting up was cool. But like, I want to be able to jump the wake. Like, I feel like that is sick. Like, I don't yeah. know, I've heard of people doing that. Like, that's like, I think like again, I'm just gonna kind of keep practicing. That's just, I just like at my buddies' cottages. So again, right. I think wakeboarding it also has like more potential to be super sick. But I thought wakeboarding was a yeah. bit more fun. Right. I I will say from experience just rip it just try and jump it you're it's one of those things like anything we learn right you're gonna have to do the amount of water that shot up into my brain the first time i tried to jump the wake because <laughs> i didn't lean back far enough like i felt like i tasted lake water for like a week and a half i remember it to this day it was nuts the first time i tried it but eventually you get it um and it's it's fun man it's getting just, up it's is up. the hardest part right that's, hardest that's part. yeah that is so caps off to you brother that's that's amazing um so derek do you have anything you want to ask no i mean i just like i i want to say like joe i was at, at the carnegie initiative like when we met you and stuff and i got to see like blind hockey you know firsthand and it was one of the coolest things I've ever, you know, ever seen. Like, I mean, walking in there, like had no idea what to expect. And like, it was just like, I was just like really taken away, just like observing and just seeing how the game act, you know, flows and stuff and like picking up on, you know, the little subtle differences between the game. Um, and it, it's, it was just really cool to see. And like, then hearing your story at the hall of fame afterwards was like really cool. And obviously I, you know, said to the guys we got to get you on the pod at some point and um it's just been really cool to see your journey obviously and now seeing the um like i i follow you on tiktok like i said and seeing obviously that you do the you're doing now um motivational speaking almost is that is that like yeah, kind of yeah. a part yeah is that yeah, do mo- that's like a, that's again that's what i hope to do i don't know full time necessarily but kind of like to keep ramping that up and that's been like you know Again, this past year has been super big for me, kind of in like again social media wise. I don't like like hockey wise. Everything has kind of just blown up in this past year. But that's another thing that I've that I've started and has been super awesome. And it's great. Like like this uh, next September, I'm going to go to a couple of schools and they have a couple of visually impaired kids at the school. And I think that's going to be awesome. But that's like one of like my favorite things is kind of talking to people that were in that the, my those same shoes that I were in that I was in, and to kind of like maybe just like push that like accelerate that process a little bit faster so they don't have to wait so long to start trying all these new things and start kind of like getting out of their comfort zone that's that's where the real thing is just breaking out of that comfort zone um but yeah that that is something that i started recently and like it's been awesome i love it i mean and hearing you like speak obviously here and then also like seeing on tiktok i mean it seems like it's, it seems like you've kind of found right up, you know, that's right up your alley. And it's just like, you just really enjoy sharing your story. And it's really inspiring to hear, you know, someone who's super comfortable with sharing that, like such a big part of their life, and then also doing it on like such a public scale. And like, um, it's really cool to also see, like you were saying, like online, like your TikTok's been blowing up too. And like, 
I want to just like kind of ask like how does that feel like to have the reception of like it seems like just strangers online have been so like cool about like and in, for like wanting to learn more about blind hockey and like how does it feel like now like this way as opposed to like when you were in high school and stuff and like you were like getting made fun of almost for it I mean it's got to feel like pretty cool to be like on the forefront and like spreading awareness for the game for sure and I guess this kind of like bleeds into the point that you were saying earlier is a lot of people like I was I didn't like I made the national team when I was in high school and I didn't tell a single soul about it like because I was so embarrassed like almost like uh like blind hockey like because I just know like everyone has this perception like it's just like blind guys that can't skate, like just like running into each other, super timid. But like when you see the game, it's like crazy, like like how it's got it's guys that have played X Junior and that have lost their vision later in life, but like they fly. And like that's like one of like the kind of like interesting things. And I think like almost like a fun thing about it is it's like guys are flying and they've got like four percent, five percent vision and like just like running into each other and just like killing each other. And it's like it's like it's like like not all the time, but it's kind of like brings it to a different aspect. It's like, it's fast hockey though. And you definitely don't assume that. So I used to not talk about it at all. Um, no, I, but- I agree. Like, I mean, I didn't know what to expect, like pace of play and stuff. But like, if you walked into there, like you would have just thought it was like, kind of like just because of the mix of ages, like that, it was like a really good beer, like beer league game, you know, like it yeah. just like, it was that fast. Like, I mean, it was, it was cruising. Like, you wouldn't if i if there were no signs up i wouldn't have thought anything about it you know i mean like that this was a blind hockey game joe unfortunately i couldn't go to that carnegie event um when these guys got back and i individually talked to brandon Derek, matt nick you know just catching up with them like what they thought what was cool at one point in every conversation i had with them they all brought up like dude the the blind hockey was the craziest thing ever and they they all were blown away by it. It was like the first thing, like most of you guys brought up when I asked about the trip. Um, yeah. So that right there got my attention where I, I, and then I was, I didn't even get to see it in person initially. And we got the nice care package. I started YouTube and stuff. I'm like, holy shit. These guys are yeah. unreal. Yeah. We, we definitely got to get, we definitely got to get you down to an event, maybe if we're playing Buffalo or something or next Carnegie event. Like, uh, we dude, if there's anything there. we can do to like help facilitate that, like let us know. Same thing with your merch. We tell Luca the same thing, anything individually or for the, the national team, whatever it is, you guys reach out to us. We will do anything we can to help. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. No, we definitely got to get you out there. No, it, it's, it, it is definitely like a surprise, like the pace of planets. And again, like I was just like, even surprised myself kind of like when I first started playing and it's like, it's a lot about like communication as well. Like when on the national team, like every one of my like line mates, I just know their voices. Like I know all their voices and that's kind of like why training camp is so huge. And it's like, it's like an awesome, like training camp is probably one of my favorite parts of the whole year. Cause it's like, you're just yeah. dialed in for like a week with like, like your like, like your family almost, you know, like you're spending yeah. every day with these guys, like and just like getting the, like, you just like memorize their voice and different things that they say. And like, you know where they're always going to be on the ice. So it's like, yeah, I can't see that Jason's going to be in this spot on the ice at the top of the circle. But like he's told me a million times he wants it there. Like if I hear his voice, I'm just going to swing it in that direction. And like, it's just like, it's kind of like just a crazy like way of playing. Um, I guess another part of that is like, I got that. Like I'd like the training camp is like, it's so crazy um, because I'm a, a blind person. I'm living in a sighted world. 
Um, but yeah. like when I'm at that training camp, like it's a blind world. Like it's a everyone like I'm with is blind, and then there's just sighted volunteers, and it's like a flip flop from reality. So that's like a crazy escape from reality. That like it's like I don't get like at all. Like it's not like it's not like there's any really blind people in Burlington that like I hang out with. Uh, so being like with that team yeah. and those guys, it's that's it's unreal. I kind of veered off the original point of the of the TikTok though. So I guess I'll no, no, you're good. No. Love, no, we we're love good. rants on this podcast. We love yeah. getting distracted <laughs> because that is how all the best stories get told. That gives us those are always like as soon as somebody tells me, oh, I'm kind of going off track here. I, my pen goes up and I'm like, this is going to be a clip for Billy to make. I can guarantee it. Like it's always because <laughs> somebody's got a good story. Um, but no, uh, but yeah, the you know TikTok stuff, social media, whatever. But like, I do want to make sure I told you, even just from some you know clips I've seen online, like you definitely got the it for that, like motivational speaking, like you're really not even talking to a situation I could know anything about. I have an aunt and a cousin who deal with some visual impairments. Um, I forget the actual name of it, but it's been different because the my aunt Marcy has it. And then my cousin, Jamie, her daughter, she's slowly been like losing the ability to drive now and all this stuff. So like it becomes more and more prevalent to me and listening to you like, I've like, I can't wait to sh- next time I see them, like talk about interviewing you and like telling them about you, like, and they're both older than you. Like, it's just like seeing you do it at such a young age. Like, um, when you talk about making the team at, you know, the young age, all this, these aspirations you have, like, I can imagine for young kids in that community who deal with the visual impairments, like you are probably such a godsend to them that they have like a voice and somebody to point to, like, I want to be him when I get older. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? That, that's where, that's what really stands out to me when, in all of this. Yeah. And there's, there's definitely is kids that kind of like talk to me about that. And that's like, that's like makes like, that's like literally the best feeling like in the whole world. I like, again, I never had like someone like that, that there was no one on social media. Like when I was in high school, like, really talking about that or doing any of that stuff. So like, and it's like, it, it was tough, and especially for kids that have been vision impaired their whole lives. Like, at least I could like had a time where I was like, oh, I want to be Cindy Crosby. Like I want to be Alex Ovechkin. Like that, mm-hmm. like those two, there's kids that like there, they, there is no Alex Ovechkin for them. There's, there's no blind Sydney Crosby. So like, I'm not saying I'm blind over or anything, but like, it's nice to kind of have like, <laughs> I don't like ask myself, but, like, it's nice to kind of have that like role model. And, and I, and I hey, hope to kind of be that person. Hey, Someone's got to be that trailblazer, man. Someone's yeah. got to do it. You know what I would say to you, Joe? Why not you? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> thinking go, more man. like Blind Bedard. That's kind of what I go by. So. Wow. Hey, hey now, now we're, we're talking, talking, right? Yeah. It's got I a nice it. ring. That's got a that's, nice yeah. like ring to yeah, it, too. Exactly. You know? Double B's. The 93's <laughs> kind of close to 98, too. It's just like exactly. one line away from being 90. I like what you're doing there, boss. I love it. Um, but yeah, man. Um, I just wanted to make sure I, I got that out there um, because – not even getting to meet you in person like these guys i'm not kidding i'm not just gassing you up because you're on the show they though they literally they couldn't stop talking about the blind hockey and meeting you specifically in your story was so moving yeah. and so awesome to hear and inspiring for them so um just the fact that you're able to do it you're going into schools now you mentioned coming up in the fall like that's that's incredible that's I think before you know it, you're going to have a lot of places calling you to come and get your schedule filled up for doing those. I have no Hopefully. doubt, man. Hopefully, yeah. Well, again, it's like 
when I like look back, it's like, I didn't even realize it at the time, but like, I was always like a great public speaker. Like, again, I won like the, I would always win the speech competitions on my school. Like when I did the Doug Gilmore speech and different speeches and it was mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, it just kind of seemed like a useless skill at the time, but I'm like a huge believer that like everything happens for a reason. Like even like, if you're like at your lowest point, like there's like a reason that you're there, like an experience, like even if it's like a tiny learning experience, like there's a reason that like you're there. And I feel like I was kind of like, given this like this disability for a reason to inspire others with disabilities and kind of like again be that trailblazer and kind of show them like how to do it so like i'm 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 honestly grateful for the situation the position that i've been put in what would you say you know back to the hockey aspect um oh actually i remembered the one thing i was oh yeah we were gonna ask him about the the position right yeah b3 and b2 what does that mean all right so there's a certain amount of points that can be on the ice. I so I have four percent vision. You have to have ten percent vision. Like that's the that's the largest amount to be able to play. But ten percent oh, okay. and four percent is like it's like double, like five percent, ten percent is like double your vision. So that's like a like a decent amount. So I'm be, I'd be at a yeah. disadvantage if I'm playing against a guy that has ten percent vision. So okay. to make it even, uh, there's a certain amount of points. I'm trying to like think about what the points are. I think it's thirteen points on on the ice at once. Yes. My oh, so you work brutal. that no, so you work that different dynamic of that you're categorized based on your vision percentage. And then exactly. that's how you like work uh, the line out. So exactly. okay. yeah, yeah. So you yeah, can't so just load up on B three guys. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. if the other team's B twos out there. I got exactly. You. And uh yeah, so it is okay. no, it is thirteen. So it's three B threes and, and two B twos. Or uh, the B1 is 0% vision. So you could also do four B3s and one B1 um, as well. Wow. So we on Canada, we usually, we we always do three B3s and two B2s. But on the US, they'll do four B3s and one B1. And the, everyone has different helmets. So the ref kind of knows because it's, it's kind of hard to keep track. So oh, so they can count, ever, like, right, do like quick math, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So if yeah, you're watching, cool. red is 0% vision. And then a white helmet is 5% to 1% vision, which is me. And then black helmet is a B3, which is like a regular. Okay. The Cardi Cup, everyone wore black helmets because that wasn't like an international event. So we didn't have to cla- do classification. Okay. I was um, going to say, because I didn't notice that when for yeah. the Carnegie Cup, but yeah, that makes Carnegie sense because it was just kind of like an invitational thing, exactly. basically. That exactly. makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. But I, and Luca was saying, is it. And so all of the goalies are technically B one then. Exactly. Yeah, the goalie has okay. to be a B one. Yeah, the goalie gotcha. has, and they're blindfolded like as well as being a B one, just so there's no advantage at all. Oh wow! So they're blindfolded too. Yeah, yeah. Goalies Damn. are the craziest. Like that's the crazy. The amount of concussions. So that's good. Are... Even in in blind hockey, they still they're still the characters of the team. Like they're oh, just. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's awesome! That makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm sure that's a very comforting feeling too for for people. Like when, let's say, like your situation where you played hockey, you know, with full vision, and then you transitioned to blind hockey. Unfortunately, with you know what was thrown at you in life, right? But like, that's got to be one of those little things. I would imagine, at least trying to put myself in those shoes where I show up there if I'm playing right and it's like oh yeah the goalies are still the weirdos it's like oh perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're still the big clowns of the team it's great can't yeah, touch no. his pads don't talk oh, to yeah. him before the game oh, there's a little yeah. bit of normalcy there oh yeah like yeah the goal yeah there's a lot of like I've again I've, I haven't been around that long but for some of the guys that have been around longer like there's there's some crazy goalie stories especially because the goalies are like 
totally blind. So like they just kind of like do like things even sometimes like accidentally that is just like I don't know like and there's like things that are like more crazy again like me having four percent vision and that's like another thing like when I look at a goalie that has zero percent vision I have four percent vision it almost makes me like thankful for like what I do have and like just counting my blessings. Uh, but yeah. the goalies like oh yeah, there's 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 just some funny stories, but I don't know if they're appropriate for this podcast or not, <laughs> oh, one day one day they'll, one day they'll be here. yeah we can have you on again and we can we can see oh, how it's received yeah. and if you want to open up the door you know that's fine we can do that oh, yeah. um that's awesome yeah that's really funny man um well definitely have to, have, yeah so that i that makes sense i guess it's it's really cool to like hear more about that because luca was talking about like when he was on about how he was kind of like on the forefront of uniting all of the blind hot like the blind leagues you know or the blind teams and stuff like that so like they had to come up with a set of uh you know a set of rules across the board so like it's crazy to even think about like how they even did you know some of the small rules that they were coming up with to make yeah. it fair for everyone across the uh, across the board because like you said you know someone with 10 percent v- vision versus someone with zero is like qu- quite the disadvantage you know in the grand scheme of things yeah yeah and luca luca has been like he's been like un- unreal like he's an unreal guy uh, and i guess congratulations luca he just had a baby a couple days ago so oh, damn. Right, yeah congrats we have him a quick shout out yeah, uh, yeah no he's beauty he like helped run the first ever youth program. Like he's like one of the reasons that I'm even here and he's believed me like the whole way. And like, I don't know. Like, I, I can't even like say enough words about good words about Luca, but, but no, nah, he's, he's been unreal. Is that, do you feel like a sense of like pressure or responsibility when you hear, cause like I, everything I read when he like just doing a little research on you just to get ready for the interview, he's constantly gassing you up about potential and <laughs> your skill. Like, do you feel like the, uh, any sort of pressure that, you know, did, is that something you're like you're telling Luca like, hey, make sure you 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 say that stuff so it keeps me focused, right? Are you doing that? Or is he oh, just, no, no, is he he's just, just gassing you up. He, he's a good guy. He gasses me. He gasses me up to other people, but he's he's pretty hard on me. Like when I'm with him, um, and like I used to like honestly like like again like he knows this, but like I used to not be a huge fan of Luca. Like when I was 14, 15, like again I just kind of thought I was like. Like again, I thought blind hockey. Like I had never played at a top level. Like I just thought I was like the goat. Like I was like, man, like I'm playing with like literally like ten year olds when I'm fourteen, and like guys that have never skated ever. And I'm like dangling them during the youth program, and like I'm like, man, like I'm so sick. Like and I'm just like selling and stuff at like every chance I can get. And like he just like told me like simmer down, man. Like you're like you know you gotta put the work in. Like he's kind of like he gave me that like tough love that at the time like I hated. Um, but now again, I'm only, I'm still only 19, so it hasn't been a long time, but just like in those years, he's like, I think he's helped me like mature so much faster than I would have, if he kind of just did let me roam free and he wasn't so tough on me. So he has kind of like put a lot of pressure on me and he expects a lot from me, but that's like helped me a lot, like in the long run. So I'm, I'm thankful yeah. for him. Keep the focus, keep the purpose like aligned and like, you know, that, that makes sense. Cause that, that seems like just how you're talking about it, what he's doing, he's making sure like somebody with your talent potential and that talk and I'm talking hockey the things you do to speak to you know anybody of any age who's dealing with the, the visual impairments and all of that or whatever disability right like providing your story like I think he obviously is talking about you 
the whole package, not just the hockey player. And I, I have a feeling that's really what the root is of him being tougher on you because he saw it so early. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I, I, I think that as well. And again, I, I, uh, I thank him for that. And he knows like I've, I've got like big dreams and he's going to be with there, like going to be with me the whole way. So I'm super thankful for that. I don't know. I guess kind of touching on that just to kind of throw it out there. If anyone's listening, like my, I guess, ultimate kind of goal is like in the next five years, I want to be able to represent blind hockey and, and kind of share my story at the NHL all-star game. If it's like throwing a puck out for someone at the skills comp or like having someone shoot with it, or like like in the shootout or something like that's like my ultimate goal, like hockey wise and like the hockey community. Um, and again, like, I, I think you're, I, dude, I think you're right on that path. You're I, mean, right like, there, with, man. I think you keep up and keep doing that, you know, the TikTok grind and keep being a sick hockey player also at the same time. And like, I think it'll, you know, the process will work itself out. You know, it's just, uh, it, I, I think the game is just growing and growing. And I think that they're going to like, why wouldn't you want to showcase that, that, you know, yeah. and it, it, it's, it's are just a really cool sport and i mean it, for like benny was saying for the four of us to be blown you know we've played and been around hockey our whole lives and like for us to just like see this like new you know concept of the game a new ver you know almost version of the game is like yeah. it's just so so cool because like i you know i love like sled hockey is really cool obviously yeah. like that's another cool version of it too and like all the different variations are like just so it's such a cool way that we can say that our sport is so, you know, dimensional like that. That's so. hockey is for everyone. That's exactly. what it, that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. That's yeah. it. That is the yeah. it, man. Yeah. Um, Love I, I don't know, man. I, what would, I'm trying to, there was a call. There was like one other thing specifically I wanted to ask you and I of course didn't write it down and it's slipping, but one thing that did come <laughs> to mind um, was, was there a, um, was there one specific thing or like what specific things when you first like for anyone who's maybe maybe someone's listening that's thinking about getting into one of these camps or starting the blind hockey? Is there something that you would tell them specifically about maybe to like help them make that leap and take that step and actually show up to a camp or a clinic? Or maybe it's a someone who's more, more like your story where they were a good player when they were younger, haven't played and what's what's the first initial big adjustment to be prepared for? You know, like any any sort of advice to to folks like that. I mean, I'd I'd probably first say like if you've never played before, like don't be afraid of failure. And again, that's something that I was always kind of scared of. And the hockey wasn't really a big part because I could always I always could knew I was gonna be able to skate. But again, right now is like something that like even rollerblading like in public and like having my white cane out like on the street and for people to see. It's like being scared that I'm going to fall or scared that I'm not going to be able to like, again, like do like a different sport. Like do it for yourself. Don't do it for anyone else. Like you're on your own journey. If you fall down the first time you play, like it is what it is. And again, that goes for someone. If you've played as well, like do it for yourself, like do it for the love of the game. Don't do it to be like, don't, don't think about what other people are going to like talk about, you know, like at the end of the day, like people are going to think you're sick. Um, but again, like, I literally was on the national team and didn't tell anyone my whole like high school career i would just like i would literally leave for like seven days at a time school and i would just like make up these like family vacation lies and like things like that like, it was crazy that's so nuts, and, yeah like, that's crazy yeah and again like this is like even like something kind of like uh like, I, like my first girlfriend that i had in high school as well 
uh, I would. She didn't even know I was blind for like three weeks um, when we were dating. Because I would always like, I would tell her like, oh yeah, like my car's in the shop. Like my car's in the shop, and like I made up this like oh, fake man. job and like these crazy things. And like looking back, like again, like I like think I lost like I lost so many opportunities and different things in in high school, like lying about like my visual impairment and not like again just telling people like what I was doing. Um, so just like be open and yeah, just just do it for yourself, not not anyone else. And I I kind of want to touch on something myself. Um, I guess kind of yes. like this is something that we were four years, about. my friend. I appreciate that, but this is something that we were gonna, that we were kind of talking about earlier um is like starting off on tiktok is something that was like super scary for me again like i i didn't want to be known as like the blind guy like that was like the last thing i wanted to be known as and i was just like always saying that was pinned to me and i was like you know like i'm gonna accept that i'm just am known as the blind guy but like capitalize on that and show other people like that it's not the worst thing ever and um i actually had like it was last summer it was probably, I think it was like a month before the training camp, like their or team Canada selection camp last summer. Um, like my girlfriend had broken up with me and it was like, kind of like brought me down to this like dark time again. Like, man, maybe if I could see like, this would be different if I could provide more, like do more things. And right. I was like, put me down in this space. But I also like believe that like once when you're like at that rock bottom, like stage for like anyone who's going through something like that, like you got nothing to lose, you know, like you're literally like at rock bottom, like you feel terrible. Like you got nothing to lose. Like let's just start throwing stuff out there. And I was like, you know what, man, like I'm going to throw up like a, like a TikTok about like me playing blind hockey, like getting like ready for the selection camp. Like, I don't know. Like I like, screw it, man. Like I got, like I got nothing to lose right now. And I just threw it up, like thinking I was going to get like so much hate and like people like chirping me and stuff. And I think it'd be like 300,000 views and like a bunch of people saying like, man, blind hockey's so cool. And like, again, that's something like, that it was just like so many like random things happen and like again i was kind of in a bad spot as well but like i think it all happened for a reason um and kind of like all going full circle uh like a bit later like once my tiktoks all kind of started blowing up and people were like finding out that i played on the national team and different things like that the same i saw the same kid uh, that like need me in the balls at a bar and he like no gave way. me a hug and he's like yo congratulations bro like i i always see you on tiktok like I saw you on the national team, but like, congratulations. And I was just like, like, I didn't like, I just want to like slap him, but I probably would have missed him if I tried to slap him. And so it would have been a bad idea. But, like, I just shook his hand and I was like, oh, I like, appreciate it, man. But like, again, like, and then that was kind of like a moment, like, I don't know, like, even though that guy was someone that was like picking on me my whole high school career, like at the end of the day, like, I don't know if you are like, put yourself in a vulnerable state and kind of like put yourself out there. Like, those people will come around, but. That was a little bit like I don't know. It was kind of like bittersweet because it was like nice that this guy's giving me acknowledge like acknowledging me, but it's also like man, like you were like the worst person to me ever. Like how did you kind of just switch up like that? But I don't know. That's, yeah. I guess kind of just goes full circle. Like just that's do always it, do how it, it is. Yourself. Do it for yourself. Yeah, it's always how it is. You got to trust the process, man, and it yeah. it works out. At, you know, works out in funny ways, and seems like it's you know it's working out just right. And it's funny that you know it's like TikTok is such and i think it's funny like just to touch on it real quick is that TikTok is such a weird niche place that like by you like leaning into that being the blind guy like i think that that's kind of like people want to see that like yeah it's like no one wants to see you know fucking a normal hockey player's day-to-day life like we know what that is like you know (laughs) like it's you know it's been played out so many times and like now people want to see the cool you know the cool side of things you know oh sweet the the one the one stud 
guy in junior, he puts his gear on left or right. Oh, I've never heard of that before. Like, I want to see you. I want to see you fucking rip in the big puck bar maxi, you know, like bar maxi, baby. That's, that's awesome. No, yeah. yeah, So no, it's been, uh, it's, it's been good. And again, yeah. Like again, I guess kind of going again, like I'm just kind of like going in loops, like trying to, Oh, we love it. But loop it up, brother. Like it up. For anyone that is trying out blind hockey or any new like blind sport, blind soccer, blind baseball, like anything, again, do that for yourself. You're on your own journey. Don't care about any of those things. Because at the end of the day, they're like you're probably just tweaking for no reason, and they're gonna think it's absolutely sick. So and if they don't, then they're not a beauty. So you don't care about their opinion. You know, that's kind of how it's gonna go. That's amazing. Love it. What a I think um, that's that's pretty good for where we're going to end it. I want to leave the floor to you. Uh, shout outs to anybody, any last bit of advice, your socials. We'll be sure to tag you when we do posts, when we get the episode out. But last couple minutes, if you want to just take it to say whatever you need to say before we sign off, Joe. Uh, I guess shout out to you guys, man. Thanks for having me on here. This is unreal. Uh, <laughs> of course. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, love, yeah, hopefully, love the talk. hopefully we'll do it again man um we would love to uh anyone we have great combos with we always put it out there you have an open invite to be a regular guest if there's something you need to promote that you want to just get back and have some clips to throw on your tiktok whatever you want to do hit us up we'll make something happen man that's I for you that. or anybody else in the community involved with blind hockey. There's anything that's got to be talked about, man. We're I, here I, for it. I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely got to come back and tell some stories, man. There's some crazy blind hockey stories that won't be a real thing in regular hockey, but there's just some interesting circumstances. But that'll be a cliffhanger for the next time. But thank yeah, you guys for that. that for the second version of the episode for part for <laughs> yeah, your yeah, second yeah, time yeah. on. We'll make it more stories now that everybody's familiar. Yeah, and I guess thanks to Luca as well for kind of vouching for me, and I guess congratulations to him again. And uh, if you guys ever want to reach out to me, if anyone's visually impaired watching this or going through a tough time, like you can DM me. My Instagram's just my name. Like I'll answer to every DM. So you guys kind of just can re- reach out to me on there. My TikTok is Jacked Blind Guy. Uh, follow me on. What there a user! What a username! That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, love that. <laughs> really glad it was available for you to take. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, man, Joe. Thanks so much, dude. Um, can't thank you enough. We can't wait to talk to you again. Um, and everybody, thank you so much for joining us on uh, Just Dishing at One Hundred Seven. Um, yeah, and we'll be back real soon with another great interview. And before you know it, I'm sure we'll have Joe on again for part two. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your week. Later. Yeah.